And if there's any others, you can give those too. So, let's. Cecilia Grace Cootley. All right. Mm -hmm. Cecilia Grace. And this is? This is Cassius Wade Kingbird. Cassius Wade. This is uh, Ezra Andrew Kiewicz. Ezra Andrew. Cruz Anthony Kiewicz. These are twins, if you didn't figure that out yet. Okay, all right. And this is Vivian Lee Grauman. Vivian Lee. Yep, and Danny. And Danny. Pemberton. And and Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Dudley. Jeffrey Dudley. You want to talk, she don't wants you? She to talk. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wish I could disappear so I didn't have to stand around. I'll tell you what, you just hold it. And uh, this is Amos Bradley Anderson. Amos Bradley. All right. All right. This is uh, Bo Isaac Clough. Bo Isaac. All right. Praise God. Can you hold that for me just a minute? This is really an important day for these children and the parents. And I know there's some grandparents here too and other family members today because uh, they're going to be dedicated to God. And that's pretty special. It's pretty significant and so what we're going to do is we're going to anoint them with oil which represents the Holy Spirit upon their life so we anoint you all in the name of Jesus and actually in the form of a cross because we believe as we dedicate them here today that each one of them will come to that place where they will receive Jesus. Jeffrey. Danny. Vivian. Is this Cruz? Cruz. Ezra. Jesus' name, we anoint you with oil. Cecilia, you're going to be a moving target. All right, hallelujah. Just a few things I'm going to mention very quickly. You children are very special to your parents, to your families. And to God, you are. I'm going to stand this way, look at you. You all are. And you're unique. There's no one else like you. Each one, there's no one else like you. And God has set and placed you in your family in this time of history 
You and your life's plan come from God himself, your Father God. That's what is the truth. And God's plan for you is a good plan. Like Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and good, not evil, to give you a future and a hope. And something else I'm impressed to mention this morning, each one of you has an angel, a personal angel that's there. Matthew 18.10 says, Beware that you don't look down upon a single one of these little children, for I tell you that in heaven their angels have constant access to my Father. And Jesus said that. Now here's just a note for all of us, that children learn by how we live before them. And then they live what they have learned. So, I'm going to ask a question of, of parents here first. And this is it, and it's a promise that you would make, as you would affirm it. But do you promise to raise your child or children up to know God through the example of your own personal walk with him? And do you pledge to be a hearer and a doer of the word of God yourself? And by doing this, teach your child the value of learning the scriptures. Will you be parents that you would desire your child to imitate their lives with their lives as they grow up? And what is your answers? What are your answers? You will. I'm glad. You will. Now I have a question for grandparents, congregation, family members. It's this. Do you or do we, do we promise to pray for this, these children and their parents? And will we be supporters and encouragers, encouragers to these children and their parents in the ways of the Lord. And remember, we as believers are all members together of the body of Christ. So what is, what's your answer to that? I'm glad. And I agree as well. And here's just a note. Before we pray, no, I'm going to do that after we pray, or later some point. Let's all stand up together, and if you want, you can reach a hand out. If you want to, you can actually come up here too. If you're another family member or something, but we're just going to lift up these children before God now in this prayer. And this prayer isn't just a form. This is real. Just like we say at weddings, that prayer blessing at the end of it. It's not just something we do, we just go through. This is real. This prayer that we're praying for these kids, for these children now today, has great impact and will have great impact.
Lord, we thank you so much for each one of these children that was birthed really from you before the foundation of the world, your thoughts. And we pray today for that covering of your spirit that's represented by the oil which we anointed them with to just be upon them and draw them to that place where that one day they will personally receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. Receive that forgiveness that has been wrought through Jesus Christ and the great salvation that he's brought for them. And Lord, we pray for your protection, your covering from sickness, disease, and accident. We just pray this over them in Jesus' name. Your covering spiritually, mentally, emotionally, relationally, in every way, Lord, we cover them in prayer. And we also pray for the parents and grandparents and families, whole congregation, Lord, we pray that we may truly be those that are leading them by our lives, by our example toward you. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus and everyone in agreement said, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe congratulations are in order by a clap probably would be a good way. Laura, we'll have you come and share. You could just stand right up on there and use this. What did I do with the microphone? Oh, I gave it to... We'll have the kids stay up for just a few more minutes because we have a testimony above about a young child, Truman. And Laura Britton, her, his grandmother, is going to share that with us. So, Yeah. I'm Laura Britton. Um, my husband's name is Eric. We've been coming to church here since we were teeny teenagers, about 33 years. Um, we have four kids grown except David's still with us. <clears throat> Yay! <laughs> um, our oldest son is Bryce. We have Dylan. Anna's over there also. And then um, David. Bryce, our oldest son, uh, is married and has four children of his own. There they are. There's Bryce and Aaron. <clears throat> and they have four children. They have the opposite of us. They have three girls and a boy. We have three boys and a girl. There they are. There's Ellie, Layla, Truman, Bryce, our son, his wife, Erin, and the surprise baby, Emerson. So um, this summer, <clears throat> I think it was April, we found out that um, Truman has leukemia, the best 
type of leukemia. It's not good, but it's better than anything else he could have. That's him. Uh, he was sick for a couple months. We couldn't figure out what it was, and they couldn't figure out what it was. And they took him to the doctor, and the doctors told him they thought maybe he had this, but they needed to send him to Duluth. So they sent him to Duluth, and his, you know, they, he was diagnosed with this. Um, so he spent a month in, um, in April, a month of everyday um, chemo and steroids. And um, the next picture shows him going through that. And he made it through that, which is a, was a milestone for, so if kids have problems, it's during that time. So that's him through, through that. Um, yeah, you can put the next one up. And there he is. Um, so at the end of the, that month, uh, he wasn't able to walk and not talking a whole lot. But he, with prayer from everyone here and just prayer, he's quickly recovered from that and is doing miraculous things. His numbers with the therapy that they've given him, his numbers should be tanked and his numbers, the doctors have always said his numbers are above normal, which they just said it's a sweet spot for him, but he's had a sweet spot um, all along the way. So that's a blessing from God. Um, I was with him uh, when sitting, laying next to him in bed at the hospital, and they gave him what was um, a cocktail of different drugs and different things. The nurse said, "I'm going to be standing right outside the door because this this thing. Some kids don't make it through that thing." And so she was outside the door. Well, I said, "In Jesus' name, he's going to be fine," and he slept through the whole thing. So. Um, which was, yeah. So there he is uh, walking again. He loves um, anything outside, riding, running, playing. Uh, he'll be inside kind of down, pouting and whatever, and then someone will take him outside and put him on something, and his face lights up, and so... Um, you can show the, this, this is a video, um, right after he, um, really, he shouldn't even hardly be walking here, so you can tell his legs are kind of wobbly, but, um, this is Truman, uh, riding his bike. Yeah. Well, that's his mom All talking right, to him. All right, you push it up the hill. You think that's cool? Yeah. You want a little bit of help? No. No, okay. 
Maybe you should try going that over on that side. It's a big hill, buddy. Ready? to Duluth uh, before they really knew that Truman had this. Um, his, we have uh, babies being nursed by mama. And so she has liquid gold that uh, she gave to Truman, just out of the blue decided to give him some of that. That was the only thing that he had between the hospital and the testing here in Bemidji to the, the testing in Duluth. His numbers were his platelet count was 30,000 here. Normal platelet count is supposed to be somewhere around 400,000. His was at 30. She gave him that liquid gold, and from, from the, the counts, the difference from the counts here, when he got to uh, Duluth, they tested him right away. His count was 150,000 from just Bemidji to Duluth, and then they tested him later that night and it had dropped. So they, he's been getting liquid gold in his cereal and different things, and we just believe that that was something that the Lord just uh, gave Aaron and Bryce. You know, the doctors don't really know if that's exactly what happened there, but we really believe that, you know, that was a miracle. So we just want to thank everybody for... Uh, your prayers, because I know that that's why Truman is where he is, and his counts keep continue. He's got a this next. He's got like the last three weeks, and then until December 9th, um, they've been giving him really strong medication, and this should be the last of that, uh, probably indefinitely. But it's. He's really, really kind of um, weak right now and needs uh, lots of prayers and um, just during, especially during this time. Uh, uh, so. Amen. Let's, <laughs> let's just pray. Lord, we're just so thankful for your hand upon Truman. We thank you that you worked through doctors and medicines, but even beyond. Mm -hmm. And the liquid gold, as Laura said, and Lord, we believe that you're going to continue to bring health and strength to Truman in every aspect and every respect, Lord. We know he too was birthed from you first, before the foundation of the world and those plans and purposes that you have for his life. And we just pray together, they shall come to pass 
we believe in Jesus' name. We thank you for this grandmother and Eric and so many others that have stood in prayer, Lord, and helped with different kinds of things, Lord. We're just thankful for the body of Christ where we can stand together in things like this and times like this. In Jesus' name, bless Laura, bless the family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, I'll help you get down there so it's a little bit, not really. Laura's my birthday buddy. We were born on the same day and we always kind of keep track of that together. Praise God. I think I'm going to just do a few announcements here at this time. Um, there was a women's retreat here this last week. Around 130 women were here the last few days. It was a True Bridge, the covering group that we're with uh, from northern Minnesota mainly. I believe the ladies came. And uh, just a very good time, very special time. Heard lots of good reports about that. And so we're thankful that they were able to do that here. Um, I want I need to say this. Um, weather-related questions. I think we're at the time of year when weather can get actually dangerous for us. And so this is what, this is what we do with the weather. Um, when there's a winter storm warning or a wind chill warning, what we do is we release the worship teams, children's ministers, and, and so forth. We say you're not required to come. You just use your own discretion on that. And um, there are no meals on those days. If there was one, we, we cancel that. And then uh, what we've done, it seems to work pretty good that did last year that that uh, if Joyce and I are able to come, we'll be here because it seems like somebody always misses it, the announcement or whatever. Like I know one, one day we had about 30 folks here, another about 50 on some of those days. And so we'll be here for a service, to have a service together with those that do show up on those days. Unless we can't get here, then you'll just have to turn around and go back home, I guess. <laughs> Or do whatever you like. I mean, if you can get in, if we have a way. But anyway, uh, moving on here. Oh, by the way, we will post it also on Facebook. And we'll send out an email. I think, actually, Carrie Anderson is getting closer with our website, too. So that'll be back up here in not too long, we believe. And then just some things coming up. This Tuesday night... Kathy, are you still here? We'll have you come and give that announcement, and then we'll release the children. Kathy is our children's ministry director. There you go. Hello. Hello, everyone. Um, this Tuesday, Halloween night, we are going to have fun here. So if you don't want to take your kids out in the cold, in the snow, um, bring them here. We will have probably more treats than they would get trick-or-treating. 
So we've had lots and lots of treats come in, which I'm really thankful for. We have um, games planned and uh, even a meal at 5 o'clock, Linnea and Peter and the youth are going to fix a meal for us. So after that, we'll go downstairs and I'm not even gonna tell you how many games. We have lots and lots for them to do. So I also have little leaflets. If any of you children at TCC wanna give your friends, it has the information in there. So it's this Tuesday. Thank you. Amen. And just one more note, next Sunday we will be partaking of the Lord's Supper together too, communion. So this time we're gonna stand up, release the kids, and let's greet each other just a few moments here and then I'm going to share just a few words quickly here after that so I believe I'll make note of just one more thing after the service today we will be having a pop blessing too uh, so I want to invite you for that but I want to share just a few things here I want to share just a few things before we go to the pop blessing. For each one of us, God has a plan for our life. He's got a plan for our children's lives. He has a plan for your life. He's got a plan for my life. God has a purpose and purposes for our children's lives. He has a purpose, purposes in mind for your life. And it is no mistake in God's mind that you are living now. I'm talking about October 29, 2017. And it's no mistake that your children were born when they were born. God has things in mind for you and for me and for them in Christ, in Christ Jesus. He has things in his plan and purpose for you to do while you are on this earth. I'm going to read a few scriptures in line with this. And as I'm reading them, I'm, for part of it, I'll put my name and then I'll transition to me and such, but, but uh, just place your name in there as I'm reading these scriptures. That's really a, a good way to read the scriptures when they're applicable. Uh, that's a personalized way to read the Word of God. Very meaningful. So 2 Timothy 1 verse 9, It is He who saved Steve and chose him for his holy work, not because he deserved it, but because that was his plan long before the world began to show his love and kindness to Steve through Christ. Through Christ. And then Ephesians 1, starting at verse 4. 
long ago, even before he made the world, think of that, God chose Steve, or put your name in there, to be his very own through what Christ would do for him, for me. He decided to make Steve holy in his eyes. We sang that in a song this morning, Christ our holiness. In Christ is our holiness, not in ourselves. It's in Christ. Without a single fault, Steve stands before him covered with his love. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt, put your name in there, into his own family by sending Jesus Christ to die for him, or you could say for me. And he did this because he wanted to. Now all praise to God for his wonderful kindness to me and his favor that he has poured out upon me because I belong to his dearly loved son. So overflowing is his kindness toward me that he took away all of my sin through the blood of his son by whom I am saved. And he has showered down upon me all the richnesses of his grace for how well he understands me and knows what is best for me at all times. And he knows what is best for these children. He knows what is best for you. He knows what's best for you right now. Wherever you're at in your life right now, he just knows what's best. And that's why it's so critical that we abide in him, that we stay close to him, that we walk with him. That then we can walk in those purposes and plans and ways that he directs, not led by our own understanding, but by his understanding. But the truth is, your life, you, came from the thoughts of God before the foundation of the world. You are God's idea. And his thought was that he would make you a new creation, created in Christ Jesus, empowering and filling you with his very spirit, with his spirit. God's thought was that he would fill you with the fruit of his nature in a way unique to you. Nobody else like you. We're all different. We're all unique. He made us all in a very special way. And his desire now is that you receive his salvation, that his spirit comes to dwell in you, and then his empowering, his fullness would flood you and just exhume out from you, go out from you, radiate from you to those around you. He has things for you to do 
that no one else in his creation can do the same exact way that you can. Nobody else. Do you believe that? That's truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. And he knows you and he loves you. Each one of us. He loves me. Gordon Robertson, that's Pat, Pat Robertson's son, I heard him tell about a time when he was in missions. I think it was in the Philippines, but I'm not sure. But he was by some river, and he actually had a vision of Christ coming to speak to him. And one of the things that Jesus said to him when he was speaking to him there was this, that if he was, he said, Gordon, and he said, he used my name, Gordon. He said, Gordon, if you were the only one that had ever lived, I still would have come to the cross to die for you. And you know what? If that's true for Gordon, it's true for you. It's true for every one of us. We might think, how can that be, that God would be that way, that Jesus would be that way, that just for me, that's his love. He's love. And he has this desire that now, while we're walking through this life on this earth, that he would flow out through us to those around doing his, his work. Ephesians 2.10, the Amplified Bible, it says, for, and I'm putting my name in here now, or us, individually, for I am God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that I might do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for me, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that I should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for me to live. That's what God did again. Beforehand planned. This is his desire. And God tailored and planned your life so that you, the unique person that you are, would be placed in a family, in a workplace, in a business, in a church, where he could impact the world through you. Impacting people and situations surrounding you with his love, joy, and peace, God has things in mind that he created you to be in the family that you're a part of, in the church that you're a part of, the business, government, school, whatever he leads you to do. And we are God's children. So his nature and character is within our spirit right now. 
to be released into the circumstances of life where we are now living and that in which we are really imitators of God. It says in Ephesians 5.1, follow God's example in everything you do just as a much-loved child imitates his father. Be full of love for others, following the example of Christ who loved you and gave himself to God as a sacrifice to take away your sins. And God was pleased, for Christ's love for you was like sweet perfume to him. You know, dads like it when their kids imitate them. There's something about it. And their father God, that's his desire. But the thing is, it's really him and his power that's residing inside of us that flows out. How about making our Heavenly Father pleased by allowing his spirit to fill and empower us to radiate, to radiate his love and his joy to the spheres that we touch in our lives. There's a scripture, 30, Psalm 34, 5. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. And some of you may have noticed there's a new work of art that Sue Van Dassel has done. It's on just above the welcome center desk there in, in the foyer. And that's what it's showing. It's the state of Minnesota there, which most of us probably here reside. And then just radiating out. Actually, it's centered right around here where we live. And then radiating out, radiating out to the whole state of Minnesota. And then it goes beyond. And that's what happens. And it starts right where we live and right in our homes. The thing I mentioned earlier during, and I'll finish with this, while we were dedicating the children, I said, well, I'll do that later. I'll do it right now. We were asking for promises from the parents and for all of us to be those that our children can imitate. The thing is, if you're like me, hopefully a lot of the time, maybe most of the time, that's the way it is. But sometimes I miss it, and I mess it up. Anybody else? I see a hand. I see a hand. Well, thank God there's forgiveness from our gracious Heavenly Father where we do miss it. And there's forgiveness. Say that word. Forgiveness. See, God is love, and the heart of love is giving. And we're talking here about forgiving. And forgiving is when we release people where they have missed it. And I'm so thankful that my God forgives me when I come to him. And I turn from that where I missed it. And he forgives me. And actually with him, he remembers not. 
And that's what we need to choose to do too with those that we've forgiven. We remember not anymore. We don't hold it in front of those people. But thank God for forgiveness. And we just end on that note here this morning. In fact, let's all just turn to the Lord in prayer like this whole place is an altar before God. And we say, Lord, we're just awed at the fact that you are our Heavenly Father and that you created us so unique, just who we are, and there's no one else like us. But Lord, we do desire to flow on your plan and purpose for our lives, but we know sometimes we miss it. And today we ask for forgiveness in whatever role that is where we may have missed it. Maybe it is as parents or grandparents or husbands or wives or, or whatever it may be. And we receive your forgiveness now. The flow of the precious blood of Jesus from that fountain filled with blood drawn from Jesus' veins. And Lord, we just anew we receive that cleansing flow. And we do by faith. We believe in the power of the blood of Jesus to forgive us of all sins. For all sin, but sins as well. Whatever it, whatever it may be, we receive that this morning. And Lord, also, we pray that we may be your imitators by forgiving those around us where they have missed it. We forgive them and then release them to change. Forgive in Jesus' name, we pray. And again, everyone in agreement said amen, amen, amen. We thank you, God, for your work in our lives. Lord, we also cover the meal in prayer, the pot blessing. We thank you for your provision of food. We thank you for tithes and offerings that we place in the boxes in the back, Lord, we just cover them in prayer too. Thank you for the givers, the gifts and the givers and your seed that you give to the sowers. In Jesus' name, amen. And you have something to share. Yeah. <laughs> we want to welcome you to the pop blessing. And I wanted to... Um, let you know that the beautiful decorating was done by Kathy Cootley. She decorated in their fellowship hall. We had a, a women's retreat here. We had about 125 women here this weekend. And we do have the candles burning. If you sit at a table and you're not, you don't feel confident with your children, you're free to blow them out. But we just want you to know that we decide to keep the beauty of it for this special occasion today. So blessings. Amen. And if you would like prayer, altar ministry prayer, you may come forward also for that. We'll have 
people here that will minister with you. And be free to free to pray wherever you are there in the foyer and lunchroom and so forth. God bless you all and his grace upon you and his peace.